Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. How many people love the Word of God? How many people believe that the Word of God changes our life? Yes. Amen. The Bible says that incline your ears to what He is saying. Pay attention to what He say. And keep it in the midst of your heart. Because the Word of God is like health to your body. It's like a medicine to your body. When we are serious about taking the Word of God in, and putting into practice, meditate on it, and keep working and practicing it, we will be healthy. Healthy in every way. Financial, physical, emotional, family, relationship. That's why it's so important to really get hungry for the Word of God and practice the Word of God. Today, I would like to continue from the teaching last night about the new commandment of Jesus Christ. Many of you were not here last night, so I will review a little bit and then go on to teach. John chapter 13, 34 to 35. This is the word that comes from the mouth of our Lord Jesus Christ. A new commandment. Everyone say a new I give to you that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Romans thirteen eight to 10. Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. For he who loves his fellow man has fulfilled the law. Jesus talked about the new commandment. And now the book of Romans talk about the law. What is that law? The law of Moses. The old commandment or the ten commandment in the Old Testament, the book of Exodus. God wrote by his finger the ten commandments on the tablets of stone. And gave it to Moses. And Moses said, if you do this, you shall be blessed. But now Jesus said, I have a newer one. Better than the one that Moses gave to the children of Hebrews. And he called this new one the new commandment. Let me continue to read. The commandments, the ten commandments, do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not covet. And whatever other commandment there may be, a sum up in this one rule. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does not harm its neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law of the Ten Commandments. Today, if we want to obey the Ten Commandments, which is simply 
follow the new commandment of Jesus is that to love your neighbor is that to love others just like you love yourself and the Bible says that when we love we does no harm to people committing adultery murder steal being covet cheating people is that a harm to people yes so when you love people you will not commit adultery anyway you will not cheat people you will not bear witness against people you will not lie to people you will not give false accusation about other people because you love them and jesus said this is the new commandment to the disciple in this generation the church era that is we love other people and don't harm other people amen so we learn last night that this is a great commandment and in the old testament he wrote that law on the tablets of stone today he wrote the law into our spirit now he put the law in the, the spirit in the book of hebrews chapter 8 verse 10 for this is the covenant that i will make with the house of israel after those days say the lord i will put my laws in their mind and write them on their hearts now the laws of god is not on the tablet of stone anymore but is on our heart and who wrote that in our heart the holy spirit romans chapter 5 verse 5 hope does not disappoint us because god has poured out his love into our hearts by the holy spirit who injects who writes who instills who put the love of god into our heart the holy spirit amen so how can i tell a person is filled with the holy spirit it's not about shaking it's not about shaking your head rolling your eyes but the person who's filled with the holy spirit gonna walk in love gonna love god and love people very easy to find out a person is filled with the holy spirit or not he gonna walk in love my brother and sister we have two choices in life number one we're gonna follow the holy spirit or number two we're gonna follow our flesh and our own mind i want to encourage all of you to follow the holy spirit is to allow the holy spirit to be our master and if we follow the holy spirit we will walk in love we want to bless people we want to do good to people we want to see people prosper successful have good success in their life we don't want to hurt anybody we want to see good things happen to people's life because we love them amen, amen. and how many people want god to answer your prayer how many people want to have a blank check from god with signature of god on it okay let me read the scripture john chapter 15 talking about the fruit of the holy spirit and what is the first fruit of the holy spirit love if you have the fruit of the holy spirit if you walk in the fruit of the holy spirit l o v e this is the promise of jesus christ in john chapter 15 verse 16 the bible say i appointed you to go and bear fruit 
fruit that will last. Then, if you bear that fruit, the fruit of love, joy, peace, long suffering, definitely love come first. If you walk in love, the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. This is my command. Verse 17. Love each other. If you want God to answer your prayer all the time, what do you need to do? Walking in love. If you walk in love, you mean well to other people, you do not harm people, you only dare to bless people. Whatever you ask, you ask for the parking lot, you will get the parking lot. You ask for a nice house you want to live in, he will give you a nice house. Amen? I know that Lima walk in love. I know that Elmer walk in love. Elmer said that he prayed that his son going to have a godly wife. I believe one of these days, a woman will walk into the church, pop in, and God going to answer the prayer of his dad. A woman pop in, and then and she's a godly woman, fear God, very good character, love to build a church, walk in, and Lima look at her. Because God can answer the prayer of the person who loves. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. God can answer his prayer. The blank check. Mark chapter 11, verses 23 to 24. I love this scripture. When I pray for people, pray for the sick, pray for job to come, pray for members, I always have this scripture in my mind. Mark chapter 11, 23 to 24. I tell you the truth. If anyone says to this mountain, the mountain of losing the job, the mountain of not having a visa, the mountain of sickness, the mountain of debt, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will happen, it will be done for him. Everyone say faith. Everyone say believe. believe. One of the key to receive anything from God is to have faith. And faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God. That's why you need to keep hearing and hearing the word of God until your faith rise up to see the miracle happen. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it. Everyone say believe. You believe that you have received already, and it will be yours. Everyone say, whatever. whatever. Is that the blank check again? Yes. He did not say that only something. He said, whatever. John chapter 15 say, whatever. And Mark chapter 11 say, whatever. So this scripture, verses 23 and 24, talking about faith. But Jesus did not stop at verse 24. He continued to say in verse 25. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive him, so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. Verse 25 talk about L-O-V-E. Love. You must love and forgive. The new commandment is that 
we love our neighbors. The manifestation of love is number one, do not harm anybody. Number two, people may harm you because they are human beings. They make mistakes, they make wrong decisions, and make you hurt, and you love them by forgiving them. When you love, you forgive. Amen? Amen. Forgiveness is a sign of love. And if you can forgive, when you pray, God can answer you. Faith and love go together. You cannot exercise your faith when you are hating somebody. Your faith will not work when you hate somebody. Your faith will work when you love people. So I want to encourage you through this sermon, please build your faith up by listening to the Word of God, being around the man of faith. You know, the anointing flow down from the top. When you hang out with the pastor and preachers and leaders and spiritual father who has faith, the faith will go down to you. It's all by association. It wraps on you. Amen? And not only that, you need to build your love. You need to grow in love because the more faith you have, the more love you have, God's going to answer you. You're going to see a lot of supernatural breakthroughs and miracles in your life. Your prayers are going to be answered because God honor your faith and God honor your love. You forgive people. Let me read Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. Exodus 15, 26. And said, I'm going to read from New King James Version first, and then I'm going to read from Pastor Lao Version. And said, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God, that will build your faith. Is that right? If you keep listening to the word, you will build your faith. And you listen to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit tells you to do something, you do it. And do what is right in His sight. Give ear to His commandments and keep all His statutes. I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Let me read one more time. And said, If the believers in the 21st century, diligently listening to the voice of God and to the anointed teaching, to build your faith and to obey the voice of the Holy Spirit and do what is right in the eyes of God. You give ear to the new commandment of Jesus. Love your neighbor as yourself. Do no harm to people and forgive those who have hurt you and annoyed you and step on your toes and make you mad. It can be little foxes, can be little, little things that people do to you and you feel annoyed. You don't want to see that man's face anymore. You want to run away from that place. That is unforgiveness. You need to love, okay? Give ear to his new commandment is to love your neighbor and keep all of his statues. I will put none of the sicknesses and disease that I put on the world people, on the people in the world. For I am the Lord who heals you. As a doctor, I come to the conclusion there are a few things in life that destroy people. 
destroy people's happiness, destroy marriage, destroy your ability to work. One of the things that I hate the most, you know, I love people, but I hate sin. And I hate one more thing. I hate sickness. Sickness makes many people lose their marriage, lose their home, lose their family, lose their ministry. Sickness is a big deal. It's the curse of mankind. The devil loves to put sickness on people. I don't expect to grow old with sickness. I expect to grow old with good health. Because I want to practice Exodus chapter 15, 26. I want to love. I want to forgive. I'm not going to harm anybody. I'm not going to destroy any church. I'm not going to cause bad feeling to any pastor in the world. I want to be the blessing to people. If I walk in that love, obey the command of God. God said that I have a special protection for you. Sometimes when we read the scripture, we misunderstand. Let me read one more time. I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians or people in the world who rebel against God. People in the world are sick. Sick and died every day. People in this world run to the hospital. The hospital always full. Last night, I, we talked to our friend who went to the emergency room. And they say they have no bed at the Evergreen Hospital. All full. They have to wait in the emergency room because people out there are sick all the time. But we are in the special protection of God because God is our healer. Number one. Number two, if we choose to walk in love and obey the new commandment of Jesus, he will not allow. Actually, when you read, I will put none, you may misunderstand that. God is the one who puts sickness upon people. No. The Hebrew language, the meanings, when he say, I will put none, it means I will not allow sickness to touch you. When we went to New Zealand and Thailand last month for two weeks, we lacked sleep. We were tired because of the jet lag and preaching a lay hand on 1,500 people, 1,000 people. We're so tired. And on the plane, people cough, cough, cough around us. And we were concerned that we're going to catch a cold because people around us keep coughing. But I believe in Exodus 15, 26, the sickness cannot be on me. The whole trip, we were not sick and we came home, we still healthy. We did not get sickness. So you need to understand that from the scriptural point of view, when the Old Testament talk about God allow, God makes this bad thing happen. I give you an example. It doesn't mean God make it happen, but it means God allows it happen. Isaiah 45 verse 7, I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create calamity. Did God create evil? No. When the Bible, the Hebrew language say God creates calamity or bad things, it means he allow bad things to happen. You need to understand this. We are living in a sinful world. The world has two kingdoms. The God, small g, O-D, not capital G. The God of this world is the devil. The Bible says that in the book of Corinthians, chapter 4, verse 4. The God of this world is the devil. 
The devil is controlling the world right now. And the devil comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. He works over time to shoot, to kill, to show, throw the arrow, to destroy people's finances, to destroy marriages, to get rid of your kids, to destroy relationships, to pull down the church, to destroy the church. He is working over time. But the reason nothing happened to me yet, because I am under God's protection. There is a shield of favor on me that the devil cannot shoot the arrow against me because I am under the shield of protection. We need the protection of God. If we walk out of the protection, boom, the devil, he shoot right away and you get hit, right? And left sick, lose money, lose money unnecessarily, lose your job, get into trouble, get into accident. A lot of things happen because the devil and demons are working overtime to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But God will not allow that to happen to people who obey his commandments. And we are the people who will obey the new commandment of Jesus Christ. That's why you go to church, to love people. That's why you forgive people who hurt you. Amen? Amos chapter 3 verse 6. If a trumpet is blown in a city, will not the people be afraid? If there is calamity in a city, will not the Lord have done it? You see, when you read this, you may misunderstand that the Lord make calamity happen in a city. No, 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 no. The Lord just let it happen. He allows calamity to come into the city because that people in that city rebel against God. When the two planes hit the two towers in New York, you think that's what done by God? No. You look at the man that they take picture, the dead man in that plane who drove the airplane into the city. You look at his eye. You can see demon in him. When I look at the picture in the news, these guys who hit the two towers in New York, they were so demonized. They were filled with demons. But because God allowed it to happen to shake up America, repent. Don't play game with God anymore, this country. God allowed it to happen because people began to allow abortion and uh, gay marriage and all this stuff happened in America. We don't fear God anymore in this nation. So the protection can get out from America at certain time to shake us up that we need to fear the Lord. Amen? The Bible used all this scripture as a permissive sense, not commissive sense, not commission. God did not do it, but God allows it to happen. First Samuel sixteen fourteen. But the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul. Saul backslid. Saul rebelled against God, King Saul. And then what happened? A distressing spirit or a distressing demon from the Lord troubled him. Again, this scripture doesn't mean that the Lord sent demon to attack Saul. But it means that Saul took off his protection because he backslid. He began to rebel against God. And then what happened? He got into trouble. Lately, God spoke to me about a story in Acts chapter 5 to warn some of my members in the church. Acts chapter 5, you need to understand, in the New Testament. Acts chapter 5, Acts chapter 1 on, talks
talk about revival, the move of God, the Spirit of God move. People filled with the Holy Spirit, filled with the fire, healing happened. And then one couple, Ananiah and Sapphira, sold the land. They came to Peter, the apostle. They put the money on the feet of the apostle. The apostle asked by the Holy Spirit, is this all the money that you plan to give to God? And they say, yes. They lied. Because they stole, they put away, actually their money, not God's money. But they lied. They lied and they say, yes, we put 100% there. But they kept a lot of percent behind their back. They lied to the Holy Spirit. The Bible says the husband dropped dead. Then the wife dropped dead in front of everybody. I don't know what happened. Maybe aneurysm rupture, maybe heart attack. I don't know from the medical point of view. But I know one thing, they dropped dead. <laughs> the only thing I know, they dropped dead. I don't know what disease, but they dropped dead. My dear brother and sister, the protection on Ananiah and Sapphira disappear. I try to warn my members in the church, not this church. Hey, our church is in revival right now. God moves every Sunday. Demon come out. We see miracles happen every Sunday. People get healed. People see miracles like the book of Acts. Don't play game with God. Because if you come in and try to play game with God, sneak behind the scene, do something bad, and you claim that, oh, you know, I'm a great servant of God here. You lie to God. You must be careful. Because the protection of God is gone from you. You can be in big trouble. Don't play game with God. I, that's why I don't want to sin. I want to be very honest to God. I don't want to lie. I don't want to do anything wrong because I don't want that punishment to come to me. The protection of God is taken away. Then the devil will hit me. The devil will try to hit people who are in the top leadership. So I cannot play game. If God's protection is out of me, I get hit right away. The devil hates me so much, I tell you right now. He hates me. So I really depend on the favor of God every day to protect me from being hit by the devil because I'm living in the sinful world. Amen? Hallelujah. God never makes bad things happen to people. God is good. He is the completely good God. Therefore, there is nothing bad come out from Him at all, even a little bit. Bad things that happen on earth come from either the devil Demons are your own decision to sin against God. Don't blame God. I just went to a country. I, I lay hand on a person. Cast demon out of this person. I don't want to see him or her. Because if people listen to this, they may know who I'm talking about. I cast out demon from this person. Demon come out big time in that meeting. A few weeks later, that person got worse. The condition got worse. And now that person blamed me. That because Pastor Loud cast demon out of me, now my condition got worse. But that person forgot to talk about another issue. That that person still commit adultery. And never stop lying with another person of opposite sex. Never repent. The Bible says when one demon come out and you don't repent, Seven times more come back. Don't blame me. It's not my fault. You open the door by watching pornography, by lying some, with somebody who is not your wife or your husband, and then you blame the pastor. It's not my fault at all. You don't repent. That's why you get into trouble. 
You cannot blame God either because you take yourself out of the protection of God. God only does good things. He never does bad things. Acts chapter 10 verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good. Did Jesus do bad? No. Doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. Everyone say with me, God is good. The devil is bad. God is full of joy. The devil is sad. Heaven is good. Hell is bad. Righteousness is good. Sin is bad. Amen? So anything bad happen, don't blame God. It doesn't come from God. It comes from the enemy or from your own ignorance or your own rebellion and your own iniquity. The word iniquity in the Hebrew language, it means your rebellion with the consequence of rebellion. The one word means two things. You rebel, you did it. And then not only that, the consequence of your rebellion. Amen? Therefore, we should not break the commandment. We should love brother and sister. Amen? Why don't you turn to the person next to you and say, I love you. We should have a culture in the church. Every time we talk and at the end before we say bye-bye, we should say, I love you. Really? We should confess that. I loved you. Because the more you confess, you hear it, then you have more faith to love. Amen? Just say, I loved you. I, I appreciate you so much. I loved you. Amen? We should build the congregation of love. Because love is the new commandment of Jesus. If you don't love, you hate people, you rebel, and then sickness attack you, don't blame God. In order to protect yourself from sickness, you need to obey the new commandment of Jesus. Amen? And then you can claim his protection. Then you can claim his healing. Amen? You can claim it. Hallelujah. So I give you one illustration. An eight-year-old boy come to the dad and say, Dad, I'd like to put my finger in that hot stove. And the dad say, no, 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 don't put that finger in the hot stove. When the dad turned around, two seconds later, he heard, ah! <laughs> ah! Because that eight-year-old boy put the hand in the hot stove. Let me ask this question. Did the dad tell him to put the hand in the hot stove? No. Whose decision is that? The boy. The boy. Who suffer? The boy. In the same way, let me tell you this. When you rebel against God out of your own decision, don't blame God. You're going to hurt and you're going to get consequences and it's, God, it's not God's fault. You come out from God's protection. God's protection say, don't put your hand on the stove, hot stove. But he still gives you freedom of choice, put or not put your hand. If you choose to rebel, you're going to pay the consequence. You're going to get sick and don't blame God. Now you understand what I'm preaching here. It means, hey, let's make a decision every day. Let us obey the new commandment of God. Let me read another one. Exodus chapter 23, 25 to 26. 
Exodus 23, 25 to 26. So you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water. How many people want to God to bless your jayo, your... What is Filipino food? What is a famous Filipino? Adobo? How many people want God to bless your adobo? How many people want God to bless your steak, your water? Okay. Pizza. <laughs> and listen carefully. And I will take sickness away from the midst of you. I want our church to be free of sickness. Everybody who comes to church, healthy, strong, no sickness. No one shall suffer miscarriage and be barren in your land. I'm glad to see somebody pregnant there. <laughs> I will fulfill the number of your days. All of us have numbers of our days on earth. I want God to fulfill the number of my days. In other words, can we die before the assigned time for us? For example, God say that you shall live until 100 years old, but you die at 50. Is it possible? It's possible. Yeah, you die before the day that God wants you to fulfill because you rebel against Him. You go out and do wrong thing, then you die sooner. But if you serve God, you obey God, you shall fulfill the number of your days. I want that. I want God to fulfill the number of my days. That I will live a long life to serve Him. But what I need to do is to obey Him and I believe God will take sickness away from me and from my church. I want to walk in the love of God. Deuteronomy 7:15 say, And the Lord will take away from you all sickness and will afflict you with none of the terrible diseases of Egypt, which you have known, but will lay them on all those who hate you. So far, in New Hope International Church, Pastor Da can be my witness. All the old members of the church, people who come to church for many years, no one gets cancer. No one has any major medical illness. We have cancer off and on in our church because they just came later on. They got cancer, they got told by friends, come to church to get prayed for. They show up. Some of them got healed and no more cancer on them. Some of them did not get healed. I cannot control that. Only God can control I'm not a healer. God is the healer. But so far, all the members who have been in the church for years, no one have any terrible disease. Everyone is healthy. All the Thai restaurant owner in my church, when I ask them, how is your business? Oh, booming, booming. Oh, we have so many, many customers. They do well financially. They do well physically. Family doing well. Husband and wife love one another. Why? Because we walk in love. We forgive one another. We walk in love together. We obey the voice and the command of God. Amen? Amen. Romans chapter 13 verse 8, I read one more time. Oh, no one anything except to love one another. It doesn't mean that we cannot buy a house with credit. We cannot buy a car with credit. But it means we need to pay off our debt. That's what it means. Don't cheat the debt. I have heard this comment from a believer. 
I totally disagree. One believer told me, actually many believers told me, I'm not going to pay off my house. I'm going to drag on as long as I can because I believe Jesus is coming back. So when Jesus come back, everything going to be done. The bank lose money again because I live in that house for free. That is a wrong attitude to cheat the bank. Because you caught that Jesus is coming back. When I heard that, I shook my head inside me. I don't shake my head in front of them because they were not like me. I just shake my head inside of me. You are not paying off your debt. You cheat the bank. You need to pay off. That is selfishness to caught that the coming of Jesus will help me to get out of this debt. No, no, no. You pay off your debt. To be fair. Because the bank pay money for you beforehand, amen. Oh, no one anything except to love one another. For he who loves another has fulfilled the law. Let me ask this question before I finish the teaching. Let me ask the question: Is there anyone in your life that you feel like they annoy you? Their behavior really make you upset. Is there anyone? And some of you even have a gang, a gang. Every time you meet this group of people in your gang, you start to talk bad about that person. You start to gossip. You start to criticize, and even curse that those people. Oh, his church gonna fall apart. He will not make it. Believe me, you are pulling sickness to yourself. Don't do that, please. Get away from gossiping. Get away from the comment of attacking anybody. You don't get involved with this. You just love people. Believe me, they annoy you. You annoy them too. Really, that's why we need to love one another and forgive one another. We cannot force other people to love, but we can tell ourselves, "I cannot love." Is that true? But brother, even though you love those people, it doesn't mean you have to give them money. It's a different issue. You love them, but when they come and ask you for your money, it doesn't mean you have to give. You have to separate the issue. You love people, you forgive people, but it doesn't mean you have to do everything they say. It doesn't mean that they can manipulate you, push you around, force you, pressure you to do what they want. Yes, I love you, but my boss is God, not you. I do only what the Lord told me to do. And every Christian should be that way. We will not manipulate anybody. I'm not going to manipulate my members to do anything. I'm not going to pressure you to do anything. I can tell you what God speak to me, but you need to make your own choice whether you're going to do it or not. Because I love you, I give you freedom of choice. You can make choice, and I'm not going to hate you or get upset with you if you don't follow what I say. I continue to love you because love is important. Amen. Continue to love, and you shall be protected. Deuteronomy chapter twenty-eight. Talking about the blessing of obedience and the curses of disobedience, I don't have time to read. 
But if you read Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1 on, say, Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God and to observe carefully all of his commandments, now concluded into one word, the new commandment of Jesus, to love one another, which I command you today, and the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you, because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. How many people want God to bless you? What do you need to do? Obey the voice of the Lord your God and to obey His commandments. What is the sum of the commandment? Love your neighbor. Okay. When, when talking about the voice of the Lord your God is like the story I told you last night. When that lady who got sick heard the voice of the Holy Spirit to call her brother and be reconciled to one another. That's what she hear the voice of the Lord her God, and she called her brother to be reconciled. Amen? But look at verse 15 on. 15 say, But it shall come to pass, if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully the new commandment of Jesus Christ, I just changed it, and his stature, which I command you today, that all these curses will come upon you. It means he allow it to happen. And overtake you. Cursed shall be you in the city. And cursed shall you be in the country. And if you continue to read from verse 15 on to verse 50 something, you can see that sickness is one of the curses of the law. People are sick because they are cursed. And one of the reasons they are sick and they are cursed because they hate their brother and sister. They don't forgive they hold grudges, bitterness, and they attack people, gossip about people, make people's reputation look bad. Please, don't talk anything that causes people to look bad. Don't be the reason for the downfall of anybody. Don't cause harm and hurt to anybody. It's not your business to attack anybody at all. Amen. When I go to any church that is not under my care, I will not do anything to hurt the pastor. If they say, don't preach about Holy Spirit, I will not preach about Holy Spirit. I keep my mouth shut because I don't want to come here to cause division. I want to walk in love. If they say, don't talk about the fire, I will not talk about the fire. It's not my church. It's his church. So I don't want to step in to cause division in that church. Amen? There are two families in a church. One family faithful to go to church every Sunday, pay tithe, and know a lot of the Bible. But that family, the whole family, don't have much faith. When God tells them to do something, they don't obey. They hold grudges against members in the church. And that family gets sick all the time. Another family go to church, miss some time, don't know a lot of Bible because they are new believers, but they walk in love. They love the pastor. They love brother and sister. They forgive. They obey. And they put faith into the teaching. That family, when they get sick, they get healed all the time. Boom, 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 boom. God is faithful to his promise. If you obey to love one another, he will not put the sickness and disease on people, those who obey him. Amen? Amen. Let me read this scripture and give you some Inside Deuteronomy 29, verse 29. 
The secret things belong to the Lord, our God. But those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. Brother and sister, there are things in our life that God revealed to us. And those belong to us. And we can share with our kids, our children, and our church members. But there are things in life that we don't know. It's, there are secret things we don't know. Let me say this. Do I know about everything of the sister who sit here? No. I don't know everything about her life. And God will not share with me about everything about her life. There are secret things about her that I don't know. What I try to teach you is this. For yourself, you do the best to obey God, to love people, to obey, to have faith, get God's protection, ask God to heal you, protect you from sickness and disease. But for other people, you can pray for them. You can bless them. But if bad things happen to them, don't blame God because you don't know everything about them. Don't blame yourself. I used to be this way. When I pray for the sick in my church and the doctor heal, I feel bad. I, I condemn myself. Oh, maybe I don't have anointing. Maybe I don't study the Bible enough. Maybe I don't have enough faith. I blame myself and I come home and get depressed. Oh, that person with cancer still dying oh god maybe i'm not good enough and god show me son don't blame yourself you don't know everything about that person it's not your business you're not a healer only i know why he did not get healed you don't know don't blame yourself in other words when you pray for people it's a two-side story your side is to pray by faith the best you can do that side, the other side, has to obey God and has to build faith himself or herself. The secret thing you don't know in the heart of that person is not your business. It's between them and God. You see my point here? But what is our responsibility, ourselves? Walk in love. Every time we realize that we walk out of love, what should we do? Come back right away. Walk in love. Every time you feel that you start to hate somebody, Annoyed by somebody, and you hurt somebody, reputation, or their income, or their life, or their ministry, you hurt them, you pull back and say, I'm sorry, God, I repent of my sin, I hurt people, I'm not going to do that anymore. Right. Amen? That's why I never ask anybody to join my church. Because it's their own choice between them and God. If I manipulate people to join my church, I'm hurting another pastor. I use technique to talk, to make them look bad so that people will leave the church and come to my church. I will not do that. If people want to come, it's their own business, not me. I'm not going to be involved with hurting another pastor. It's between them and God, not between I and that pastor. I'm not going to hurt anybody. Amen? So walk with in love. Forgive people. How many people want to be healthy all the days of your life? How many people want God to take away sickness? How many people want God to bless the food on your table? How many people want God to fulfill the number of your days on this earth? 
How many people want to live a long life under protection? The arrow of the enemy cannot hit you. You have special protection of God. Cancer cannot hit you. Arthritis cannot hit you. Dementia cannot touch you. Even though you turn hundred years old, you still sharp and loud like me. You can speak. You can walk well. No wheelchair. No walker. You still strong like Moses. You know Moses started to serve God at 80 years old. Wow. Two days ago, I met a friend. He is a believer too. He said, "I think I live only until 80 years old. I want to correct him, but I dare not." He said, "No, 80 is too young." <laughs> Moses starts serving God at 80 years old. He's still young. 80 is not old. He can still walk. Sharp mind, good memory. Look young at 80 years old because you are under the protection of God. Amen. Amen. You are not going to get old. Amen. Hallelujah! The definition of old age changed every year for me. It used to be 25 when I was five years old, but now change. <laughs> How many people do like that? You change the definition of the word old every year. It's getting higher and higher. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now. We realize one thing: it's very difficult to forgive people. It's not easy by our own power to love the unlovely, the people who hurt us, who talk bad about us, who annoy us, who step on our toes, who have the personality that make us upset. The way they handle things make us annoyed. I notice that some of you. You are so annoyed by certain people, personality, and the way they do things. But we all have different personality. That's why I always say that I'm not everybody's cup of tea. Cup of tea. My personality. Some people like me. Some people don't like me. They don't like my style of preaching. They say it's too strong, too straightforward. Some people like to hear just story, 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 and read one scripture. That's not my style. So some people are annoyed by me. That's okay, but don't hate me. Love me, because we have different personality. We still love people of different type of personality. Amen. And we should thank God for differences in the church. We should be different. I believe Pastor Mary May, Pastor uh, Pastor Lima will be different from me. The way the style they preach is different from me. But we should love them. Amen. Now we know that it's difficult to love people. The only person that can help us to love people, whether the lovely or the annoying one, is the Holy Spirit. The only person I cannot love people by myself. I need the Holy Spirit, big time. That's why we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We need to be filled with the fire of God. The fire of God comes in to burn. The bitterness, the junk, the selfishness out of us, amen. You may have physical reaction when the fire touch you, and you may not have much physical reaction at all. That's okay. You receive by faith. One of the person in the world that does not have a lot of reaction is my wife. 
When I lay hand on her, she's calm. She lie down, laugh a little bit. <laughs> she did not shake. She did not cry. She did not like this. She just calm and lie on the floor to let the fire of God burn. That is her personality. I am. I have different personality. When the fire of God touch me, I'm like a drunk man. I'm so loud. I laugh and laugh and so loud. We have different personality. But the outcome is that Pastor Da told me all these years in the fire, I get healthier. Many sickness in my life disappear. I have more love for people. I have more strength. I feel good. I feel much better than even 10 years ago, even though I get older. God give her life. The Holy Spirit give you not only love. The Bible said the Spirit of the Lord who raised from the dead will quicken your mortal body. Quicken means give life, revitalize, make you look younger, make you look strong, your eyes feel of energy. When people meet you, you look so strong and full of life because the Holy Spirit touched you. So today, when I pray for you, whether you have reaction to the Holy Spirit or not, don't compare yourself with other people. You may have some reaction. You may cry. You may have some tears. Some of you may not have much reaction. You may just shake a little bit on the inside. You may feel warm. It doesn't matter. But you receive by faith that God is going to pour His love in you, get rid of the junks out of you, and give you the life, the vigor, the strength, so that you will be strong to serve the Lord. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Now you know why we lay hands. You know why we want to give Holy Spirit to you, or impart the Holy Spirit on you. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for this teaching to remind all of us the disciples of Jesus Christ in the 21st century, Lord, that we must walk in love. We must obey the new commandments of Jesus Christ. That is to love our neighbor as ourselves, Father. We believe and we proclaim that when we walk in love, you shall protect us from the attack of the enemy, Father. And you will take all the sickness and disease from us, Lord. You shall bless the work of our hand, Lord. We're going to live in the blessing of Abraham. The blessing of God shall overtake us, Lord. And we shall rise up to be the blessing to the nations, Father. We thank you so much, Lord, in the name, wonderful name, Yeshua Hamakiak, Jesus the Messiah. In that name, we receive. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. If you want the Holy Spirit to fill you and touch you, I invite you to come out to be prayed for. Thank you, Jesus. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.